This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of the Industry Relations podcast, Note Router. Um, Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff, and they had the mission of reconnecting real estate. Um, Note Router is an all-in-one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. Uh, Note Router syncs with your membership database to make communicating with your members easier and more effective. Believe me, your staff is going to love you for this. If you're an association or MLS and you want to do a better job with communicating with members, really look no further. Um, they've just launched a brand new website. It looks fantastic, by the way. I'll put the URL in the show notes. It's noterouter.com. Go there, take a look. You'll find everything you need. Once again, thank you, Nick. Thank you uh, to everybody at Note Router for sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast. Rob and I truly appreciate your, your support. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Industry Relations. Uh, this is Rob Hahn, the notorious ROB. And with me is the fabulous Greg Robert. Actually, no, no fabulous Greg Robertson today. This is going to end up being a uh, bit of a quick hit, a bit of a special, because Greg is on the road, kind of crushing it and entertaining people, I'm sure, uh, at the CMLS conference. So we thought, you know what? Uh, let's not miss another week. Let's just have me talk. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I apologize. The quality is going to be, you know, less than half because, you know, there's a multiplication effect that happens. Um, but I thought, you know, if we're going to take a few minutes, there's there's something I wanted to discuss. And uh, I'm sure maybe next week when Greg gets back, uh, we're going to, you know, sort of delve more, I think, into what I think is potentially one of the biggest things that's happened Uh in the sort of MLS sub-industry. Uh, and it is the breakup of CoStar and the Broker Public Portal. Uh, I've already written about it a little bit, touched on it, and I was kind of looking forward to discussing it, you know, really bantering back and forth with Greg on it. So hopefully that's coming. Um, if anyone listening to this wants to be part of that, you know, let us know because more, more views, more perspectives, the better. Uh, but there's an angle to it that I thought maybe deserved a little bit of of uh, exposition, a little bit of, you know, sort of expansion, if you will. So the thing that I wrote essentially in the post was that, you know, <sighs> CoStar isn't Zillow. You know what I mean? CoStar isn't like any company, any firm that we have ever seen in residential real estate, right? And this is something I felt for a long time. You know, I wrote a report, I want to say last year, when CoStar sort of entered real estate, just really, you know, thinking about what this means, look at the researching, the background. And I'm familiar with CoStar because I came out of commercial real estate. That was actually my first real gig uh, at Realty. I worked for Cold Bank Commercial. And, you know, I've always had a ton of respect for CoStar and for Andy Florence, the CEO and the team over there. I mean, they're really, really good at their jobs. Having said that, I mean, they, they do have a reputation for ruthlessness that I think is pretty well-deserved. Um, I think in the report, um, what I wrote was, I think in the last 20 years, they have sued like 32 people, <laughs> something like that. Well, let me see if I could actually find it. Yeah. Uh, CoStars filed more than 32 copyright-related lawsuits, making litigation one of the company's signature strategies. 
I'm not saying that CoStar is necessarily going to sue anybody because of this breakup. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, again, it is kind of a signature you know, thing that CoStar does. They're not afraid of litigation. In fact, as far as I know, they're the only company I could think of that has a head of litigation uh, in their company. Like that's an actual position, not just general counsel. Every company has general counsel. CoStar has general counsel and under the general counsel, they have a head of litigation. I mean, that's, it is what it is, right? Um, so who knows, you know, uh, you know, I happen to know a little bit about what happened in the breakup. I can't talk about any of it because it's confidential. But like I said, you know, if you just read the, if you read, carefully read some of the public statements made by CoStar, made by the broker public portal, made by everybody, you know, what seems to be the case is this was, you know, a year, year and a half of negotiations. Uh, CoStar wanted some changes to kind of the way that data licensing is supposed to work. They didn't get it. Um, it appears that the issue was around promoted listings, you know, the idea of, you know, paying some fee to have the listing, you know, come up higher in the search. Um, as I pointed out, this is exactly how LoopNet makes money. This is how Apartments.com makes money. So it's pretty obvious that when CoStar bought HomeSnap and they're going to launch Homes.com, or they acquired homes.com, they're going to try and launch some direct competitor to Zillow. This was primarily how they're going to try and make money. And the reason why CoStar was able to embrace the whole your listing, your lead concept is because they are pretty reliant on this notion of the promote, promoted listings. Well, clearly BPP felt differently. They said no. And the, side, the story from the BPP side is that's why we couldn't go along with this deal. What's interesting is that the story for, quoted in Inman from CoStar side, from HomeSnap side, uh, by Steve Barnes, uh, is that the MLS has wanted more control. Not MLSs and brokers, the MLSs wanted more control. So, and you know, when I so what I wrote was this is the case of the dog that did not bark because I find it super interesting that you know that Steve Barnes would say that. I mean, maybe he was just speaking, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a press release. It wasn't anything like that. But the fact that the broker public portal, where 10 of the 13 board of directors are brokers, and he didn't mention brokers, he mentioned MLSs. So that's what we have. Um, what's going to happen from this? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know uh, I expect that there's been a lot of conversations happening in hallways and closed doors and you know lobby bars uh, this week at CMLS. Um, and I can't wait to find out more from Greg, uh, you know what went down. you know, sort of uh, the, the real conversations, right? Because you know all these real estate conferences, the real conversations happen not on stage but off stage. So I'm eager to find out kind of what he heard or talked about or or whatever. But the the wrinkle I wanted to kind of address was something I left out of the article and I really should have put it in, but maybe it's a separate thing and you know, because it, it's it's kind of a I don't know, it's kind of a wrinkle I suppose or detail that I think a lot of people are going to miss and it's this. I believe that of all the companies in real estate whether that's commercial, residential, of all the companies in real estate, I don't think anyone truly understands the interaction of copyright and real estate 
better than CoStar. And I say that because, like I mentioned, you know, the, the BizNow report, CoStar's filed 32 copyright-related lawsuits in the last 20 years, right? They've taken down some big uh, rivals, like Excelligent is the one that really comes to mind, using copyright as their sort of weapon of choice, if you will. They do a lot of things uh, internally within CoStar, like they, they'll put in like fake data so that they can track if someone's come in and copy their their data, right? And then they could go after them, you know, for a variety of things. So point is that no one understands copyright law and the intersection of copyright law and real estate and listings and housing better than CoStar, in my opinion. Obviously, there are some MLSs and, you know, there are some law firms kind of in our space who really do understand copyright law as well. I'm just pointing out that CoStar really does understand copyright law and how it intersects with real estate. Why is that relevant? Because one of the key things about copyright and real estate is that listing data is actually not copyrightable. Right? And this is Vice v. Rural. You know, this is uh, the uh, neighbor city cases. And I wrote, I've written about these like, I don't know, years ago when the whole neighbor city lawsuit happened, talking about how, yeah, it's a win for the MLS because at, at that case at that time was neighbor city coming in and suing and, you know, claiming all sorts of problems. And the court basically said, you know, you're guilty because of these reasons. So the MLS is one. But in part of that ruling, what they said was, but data is not copyrightable. Okay. So real estate data is not copyrightable. What is copyrightable, what is protectable, the intellectual property, if you will, are photographs and the uh, descriptions. And I think you'll have, um, you know, some of the uh, MLS attorneys uh, like Mitch Skinner comes to mind, you know, arguing that the ordering, the design, right, the arrangement of the data is copyrightable. But the data itself, in other words, like three bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1,400 square feet, that is not copyrightable. And CoStar knows this because in their 32, you know, uh, litigations, you know, that was a defense that, you know, some of the people they sued came out and said, well, the data is not copyrightable, so what are you suing us over? And CoStar tended to prevail in those lawsuits using photographs because photographs are copyrightable. CoStar owns those photographs. They have copyright to those photographs and they went after them. Again, Excelligent being the perfect example. Others, you know, where uh, they went in, they copied the data from a CoStar database, but then they also copied like the photo. And that's what really got them in trouble. CoStar knows this. So what I expect is going to happen. It's not real clear, but... If so, I'll just speculate, right? Let's just speculate based on what we know. What we know so far is that CoStar decided, okay, then we're going to use copy, follow the Zillow playbook and join every MLS as a participant brokerage using the 10X. Uh, they have an auction uh, platform called 10X, it is a licensed brokerage. So they're going to use that to join all the MLSs and get the data. That data, the IDX data, is obviously you know wrapped up with all these rules, all these limitations, all these policies, all these things, and CoStar likely knows that. Like I said, those guys are brilliant. They're really, really smart. Thing is, like I said, since they also really understand copyright law, they also know that they can get the IDX data feed. And the data itself is not protectable, meaning they can keep all of that. They can put it on an internet. They can do whatever the hell they want with the data. 
What they can't do that with are photographs and the property descriptions, I suppose, you know, private remarks or something along those lines. But as a portal, what do you care about private remarks, right? Um, so I think it's quite likely that they'll use IDX, they'll copy all the data, they'll keep all the data if they haven't been doing it already, because again, data is not copyrightable. Um, and they'll figure out some way of rearranging it to get over the whole, you know, design copyright fuel, right? The ordering or the, you know, that, that claim. Um, so the issue is photos. Okay. Well, as I quoted in my article, um, uh, Andy Florence in a, I think the, this the latest earnings call talked about how they have like over a thousand photographers, videographers, and content creators to go create content around neighborhoods. So you didn't talk necessarily about like, we're going to take photos of listings, but it's neighborhoods. Okay, that's cool. Um, we know that homes.com has launched. We also know that HomeSnap is getting major traction because Andy disclosed it. I think their numbers are up like pretty significant. I want to say it's double digits, maybe 25, 50%. I don't have it at the top of my head right now. Um, I think it just makes so much sense for HomeSnap, for Homes, for CoStar essentially to go to agents and say, listen, put your listings at homes.com and we will do photos for you. We have thousands of photographers, maybe tens of thousands. I mean, they have the money and uh, your photos are free. That's enormous value if you're a listing agent. I mean, because you don't have to go and spend, you know, let's say, Anywhere from, I don't know, a hundred bucks, you know, all the way to thousands of dollars to have really good photography done on a listing. So here's CoStar saying, as long as you put it on homes.com, we will take photos for you for free. It's a really, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty tremendous amount of value. So I think agents will go along with it. And once you do that, the way that photography licenses are typically done is the photographer maintains the copyright, the actual ownership, and gives grants a license to the agents, okay? Um, and those licenses, <laughs> again, I think my very first Red Dot report that I ever wrote was around the issue of photo copyrights, and that was like 2018. And I remember warning MLS at the time, like, y'all need to jump on this. And I know a few have. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the way they've gone about trying to do that, but you know, at least they've addressed it. I'm gonna say that a hundreds of MLSs have no idea. Right, they haven't addressed this photography and copyright issue. Um, so let me try and summarize it, it, very briefly. The way it typically works is the photographer grant the license to the agent to use the phot photographs in marketing the home, as well as promoting their services. So the key thing there is they did not grant the agent the right, the license to use those photographs for sold data. So once the home is sold, it's no longer on the market, then the, the license from the photographer does not cover using that photo for anything other than promoting the agent or the broker, right? So in other words, let's just, realistically what this means is the agent or the broker could use the photograph to do like a, a just sold you know, uh, postcards. They could use it for uh, you know, so look how wonderful, you know, we are. Uh, here's a list of all the homes we've sold in the past year or whatever. So could they use it for that? What they can't use it for is anything other than those things. And the key thing is, if you don't have the license, if you don't have the right from the photographer, from the owner, 
then you can't give that right to anybody else. I mean, it just makes sense, right? You don't have it to give. The MLSs, the way it typically works is they get the rights from the subscriber, from the agent. So when you upload the listing with all the photographs, what you're saying is you're granting a license to the MLS. And that will be all be in like participant agreements. It'll be in the rules and policies. And the trouble has been in the past, and I think it still remains, is the agent could think like, sure, absolutely. The MLS, like take the photos, like put it in there and here's all the rights that I have. Like, here you go. The right that you did not have as an agent is to use those photographs for solds. The MLSs just go, okay, well, you gave us these rights. We're going to put it into our system. All right. Well, the problem is if the agent didn't have the right to use the photographs for sold data, then the MLS cannot get those rights from the agent. And to the extent the MLS has hundreds or thousands of photographs in the sold data, you're liable. I don't think this has been a real problem. I mean, like I said, there have been a couple of cases, a couple of lawsuits. Uh, you know, one out of um, uh, Austin, Strauss v. Redfin. I was actually an expert witness in that case. Uh, there was a big VHT versus Zillow. That was a, a very similar sort of idea. Um, but really, it hasn't been that big an issue. Why? Because typically real estate photographers are like these, you know, like mom and pop solo people running around and they work for agents, they work for brokers. Sure, they have this like standard whatever license form, but it just isn't an issue. None of them are going to sue the MLS. Like none of them are going to take any action, right? It's just not like a real thing. I think that calculus changes if the owner of the photographs is CoStar. And I think it's very likely that the owner of the photographs and the videos and the content that CoStar is paying its thousands of videographers, photographers, and content creators to create it, like I said, CoStar and their sense copyright is very likely they actually are the owners. In other words, they did those as work for hire. So play this forward a couple of years, right? To the extent that, and I think this is probably one angle um, that I, I believe CoStar will use, it, they'd be stupid not to use it, um, is they'll go and offer the service to agents. Agents will love it as part of whatever premium subscription, you're going to get 10 listings uh, you know, a year. The photos are free. CoStar sends its photographers in, takes those photos, grants the license to the agents. They keep the copyright. They keep the actual ownership. Um, hundreds, thousands of these listings get uploaded to the various local MLSs. It goes out to Zillow, goes to homes.com, whatever. Right? It goes where it needs to go. And then, say two, three years from then, all these photos still live in the sold records database because the MLS actually will have a very difficult time fulfilling things like CMAs if you don't have photos, right? So the MLS will keep them in the sold records database and uh, appraisers, agents will come in, they'll start running CMAs, they'll start doing those things. And now you're on the hook, right? Now CoStar has an in. They... I. At that point, if you sue and say, look, you're in breach of our copyright, here's a big old copyright lawsuit. We never granted the agent this right, which means the agent couldn't give that right to the MLS. And it turns out there's uh, 18,000 images in your sold records database. We have copyright to all of those. Uh, copyright law provides our trouble damages. And on we go. It's a pretty big threat. <laughs> Do I think MLSs are aware of this? I don't. 
which is why I'm making this video. You should be aware of this problem. You need to get with Mitch. You need to get with your lawyer like right now to sort of figure out what do we do about this. Um, you know, there are some MLS that I've done things like uh, requiring that the, the photographer uh, surrender the copyright to the MLS as part of doing work for its members. I think that's likely to be um, a problem. I mean, it's just that just smells like a, a conspiracy that smells like an antitrust problem, right? Meaning demanding that photographers like give over intellectual property in order to work, you know, with members of this MLS and the photographers. I have no relation with the MLS, right? My relationship with my client, my customer, who's the agent. I mean, it hasn't been brought up, but I would be nervous about that if I were uh, trying to defend that. Um, certainly. A uh, legal team like CoStars would find that and they would likely be able to make some issue with it. So that's just something, I guess, to think about, right? Uh, and like I said, CoStar ain't Zillow. CoStar's not any, they don't play, not, like they're not about that, right? <laughs> like they, they come out of commercial real estate, which is a, it's a hard edged, rough and tumble, you know, like fuck around and find out type of industry, right? It's not like residential where it's like, you know, sort of get along and cooperation and, you know, we all hang out, you know, at the realtor association. That's that's not commercial real estate and that's CoStar's background. So um, I, think, I think the BPP itself should have some concerns. Certainly the MLS is because Steve Barnes called him out, should... Um, should should be careful, you know. As, as I wrote, like it's not paranoia if people are actually after you. I I think paranoia is somewhat warranted in this case, but the specific angles you got to think about, and I think the biggest one is going to be around photo copyrights. Um, is there something that MLS can do about that? I don't know, man. Like go ask, go ask Mitch. You know, go ask, uh, go ask your lawyers. Go ask your board. Do I think that? Most of the board members um, that, you know, will be taking office like in January because every year we get new board members. Do I think that they're aware of this? Absolutely not. No, they have no clue. Um, do I think most MLS CEOs are aware of it? I don't think so. You know, maybe the top 50. But gosh, you know, in my, in my time, in my travels, I've run into enough association execs and MLS CEOs. That's like one-man shops, two-man shops. Like, I don't think they've paid a whole lot of attention to this sort of thing. Um, so hence this, uh, quick hitter, you know, <laughs> and by quick, I guess we got to like 20 minutes. Um, anyway, so since in Greg's absence, uh, that's what I got. Uh, if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions, um, let us know. Um, and like I said, I, I have a feeling that Greg and I would get into some, some detail about this when he's back. Uh, if you'd like to be part of that, let us know. And with that, I will wish Greg safe travels because I know he'll be on an airplane today. And uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to announce that we have a new sponsor for Industry Relations, and that's Earnest. Earnest is a secure, convenient digital payment system that allows for a fully digital transfer of funds in real estate transactions. So thank you, Russ. And please visit Earnest.com. That's E-A-R-N-N-E-S-T.com. Thanks again.